Cybersecurity is an ever-growing field, and representation within it matters more than ever. We here at the Other Side of the Firewall podcast strive to highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, people of color who have made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall into those senior and C-suite level positions. Aside from interviews of IT professionals just like you, our crew will have fun discussing the latest and greatest news, measures to protect yourself from bad actors on the interwebs, and sprinkle in some games and entertainment as well. Now with that out of the way, let's get to the show. Happy holidays, everybody. My name is Ryan Williams, and today, as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up, what's up? And LeVon Maynard. Good day to you. Today's show, we will go pre-in-depth uh, supply chain attack on Sutherland. Uh, what we've been doing to, or not what we've been doing personally, but what has been done to, uh, to mitigate further exposure to, uh, to this global hack and briefly touch on schools potentially hacking student cell phones. But first, how's everybody's week? Man, it's like Groundhog's Day. I know, I know I say that every time, but it's like Groundhog's Day, man. And I find myself waking up later and later every day. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> so before you even ask, my study time was not on point this week because I know the mm. question is coming. Because <laughs> I, usually, I usually do it in the morning before I log in to do work and before I have to go into work. And there are times I look at my clock and I'm like, ah, I can get another 15 minutes in, 15 turns to right. an hour, you know what I mean? And I'm just like... Now I got I to gotta log into work now. And then that pushes my day back farther. And then it's playing with the children, talking to the wife. Like I just, I'm losing a lot more time that I shouldn't be losing because I, I'm waking up later. So, um, but I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy, right? I mean, other than the stuff that's, that's coming out that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but nothing too crazy going on. Everything is good. Can't complain. Okay. All right. Yeah. The same thing with me. It's just, uh, just another day in paradise. It's, uh, it's been pretty busy at work. I feel like people trying to uh, wrap things up before the holidays. And I always wait till like the last minute and knowing that people are taking vacation the next couple of days, like, uh, next couple of weeks. So it's been a little bit hectic at work, but I've been uh, getting through. How about yourself, uh, Ryan? You've been, uh, you've been uh, enjoying the, the, the lifestyle overseas? <laughs> uh, so, so far, so good. So, um, uh, you know how how holidays get. People start, like you said, start to slow down. So it hasn't been terribly busy, uh, but it's been terribly rainy. Uh, apparently, it's rainy season over here, so it's been raining every every single day. So that's the thing. Dang. Um, but aside from that, it, it's everything is cool. I, I started playing uh, The Last of Us Part Two, so I'm getting my game Ooh. on. It's pretty oh, yeah, good. yeah. And I then, got that uh, one too. I need to finish it up. Yeah, yeah. I just I just started. I was like, oh man. Um, is bleak. <laughs> it's a very, <laughs> very dark game, but I really right. like it. Though. Yeah, but it kind of looks like. That, like uh, no, go ahead. Oh, I'm so, yeah, sorry to say. I was going to say it's, it. It kind of looks like. Um, uh, uh, looks like 2020 in that game. It's pretty much uh, <laughs> uh, post-apocalyptic. <laughs> People just running around like uh, trying to survive, getting like rations, and then coming back into their little. The homes, real quick. <laughs> yeah, is it that bad out there, Levon? Hold on, let me know. Nah, sure. I'm like, yo. As far as I know, I think everything is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, people trying to avoid viruses, and then people trying to like. I guess it's you know it's got, it's got some similar uh, elements. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They couldn't time that any better. Like they, they right. definitely they definitely didn't read the room before release. Um, <laughs> 
But it, so far, so good. It, it's fun. And then uh, I started getting my study on again. So I, I'm still trying to um, take the CHFI um, before the, the end of the year. But I, mean, I could take that after the beginning of the year. It's fine as well. Like as long as I, as long as I knock out before the first quarter is over, I'm happy. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just knock it out. So uh, I know it's it's tough sometimes trying to set a, set aside time and kind of really focus on it. But uh, I think uh, from your from your degree you probably have a lot of information already hopefully you know hopefully it's still you know still in the you know you still haven't like or you haven't forgotten anything yet but uh it's it's very similar to some of the stuff we did together in the uh in that that master's degree program with wgu but yeah yeah so got I, it, man. I, I think i got i got a lot of it still up there so yeah gotta, yeah i just gotta polish it make sure i'm, I'm good for uh you know sitting there through that test this this what this is two weeks. So like uh, last episode, we talked about FireEye and um, all of that and the compromise and all that good stuff. And then it just keeps on rolling. More and more information is coming out. More and more, um, just crazy cyber news. After I just got done complaining about the only thing happening is ransomware. Um, but nah, twenty twenty is not not done with us yet. So uh, for topic one, I, I give it to you, Shannon. All right. So actually, uh, uh, what we're going to reference here is coming from uh, the site, The Hacker News, actually. And for anyone who hasn't heard it, and this is your first time hearing it, I don't know what rock you've been under, but uh, uh, what they say is that U.S. agencies and FireEye were hacked using a SolarWinds software backdoor. All right. Now, the reason this one is scary to me, okay, is because it was a supply chain issue, right? So um, what they say here in the article is that state-sponsored actors allegedly working for Russia have targeted the U.S. U.S. Treasury, the U.S. Commerce Department, and National Te- Telecommunications and Information um, Administration (NTIA) um, and other government agencies, right, to monitor internal email traffic as part of a widespread widespread cyber espionage campaign. Man, I can't talk today. Um, and this is this is very scary because in this instance, people that were using this product. We're not doing anything wrong, so to speak, if that makes sense, right? Because um, here's the thing, like the attack surface for this, um, it was at, at confirmed as of right now, 18,000 customers of SolarWinds were affected by this, right? Um, like I said, to include FireEye, Microsoft, Treasury Department, Commerce. Um, actually, one I forgot earlier was the Department of Energy, right? And if anybody who knows Department of Energy um, they also deal with uh, some nuclear stuff, you know what I mean, for, for us as a nation. So that's what makes that kind of kind of scary. And like I was saying before, it's a supply chain attack, right? So what that means is they were able to get into um, how SolarWinds uses their, how they create their patches to, to distribute to everyone, right? Um, and that's what makes it scary because you were going to a legitimate site. It's not like you were going out, out to the dark web or something trying to find some some patches or something you didn't want to get from their site or do something along those lines they were infiltrated intelligently you know they hate to give them credit for this but they were infiltrated intelligently um for this and it's believed to be russia i mean we have a lot of a lot of our senior administration officials that are coming out saying yeah we're pretty sure it's russia right that did this um and uh and these are guys that are looking at this all the time right so uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, okay, it's not them, but people that are in the know and that are putting a lot of time into this are saying that it is, right? Um, and for this, this, is, this has been going on actually longer 
longer than what you would probably like to see. They're saying as early as, well, this article in the Hacker News says as early as spring spring 2020, I believe it was, that the, that this yeah. all started going down, right? Right, um, right. But it was another article I, I read earlier today, and I want to say, I think it was CNET that said that they think they may have been doing this. They may have been practicing this and did a dry run back in October of 2019. So they did a dry run without actually implementing any any uh, software, um, like doing the whole backdoor thing, and then went and tried it back then, uh, back in uh, October of 2019, and then did it for real, like doing the real thing in the spring of this year. So it's this one's nasty, man. This one's nasty because, again, nobody did anything wrong. Everybody... If you went and did your patches like you were supposed to, this is this you could have been caught up in this, right? And if you go if you go to the yeah. if you go to the article that lists the affected uh, parts of SolarWinds because it wasn't SolarWinds as a whole. There are some um, some pieces of their some of the support tools for their systems that were not affected, right? And SolarWinds actually did put out a security advisory for this, telling you what you need to do. Um, but yeah, this is this is something scary, man. This, this is crazy. What's your thoughts, Lamar? Yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it is pretty it's pretty crazy. It's pretty intense. The um I don't know, the whole thing with the uh like you mentioned the fact that it was I guess essentially they, they took over like whatever uh system that was providing these updates and they you know they put a, a bad update out there. So like you said, people were, were uh unaware of what they were doing. They're trying to keep the system up to date with the latest <laughs> security patches and things like that, but it's actually a patch that actually made your system vulnerable. So it's like, it's such a, uh, you know, kind of contradiction to what you, you feel is like, uh, you know, a, a, a good habit as an IT professional to make sure your systems are patched. But same time, I kind of curious, the system that was uh, compromised with the updates, like how, you know, if there, maybe there could have been more done there to try to identify, um, you know, some compromise on that system. Um, that maybe uh, was missed, um, especially something that's so important that, you know, maintains like updates on like, I guess, global solar wind systems. You want to make sure that that, that system is, has probably the, the most, uh, most security available compared to any other system out there. But I think it's a, it's a very interesting story. And I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I think has been going for a long time as far as the, the kind of the fallout from it. Um, besides the fact that people, this supposed uh, Russia group was able to get into all these systems and access uh, internal networks. Um, you got to imagine all the things that they may have left behind, all the modifications they made to these networks. It's going to have to be so much, um, so much uh, forensic investigation on all these systems that have been touched, all these uh, companies. Uh, they have to look at everything to see, oh, this this looks different from what it used to be. Like they, they changed some data around, they, they retrieved some data, they implanted some back doors and some other systems that they don't, you know, they have to pretty much scrub the whole environment, all the clients, all the, all the servers. Um, they have to make sure there's no residue, no uh, potential, like, I don't know, follow up from this group to be able to access their internal network again. And I think that's, uh, I don't know. I think I heard some security experts say that could take years for them to actually, you know, many companies to actually, to know, uh, kind of know go the that extent process. of what it was, yeah, like how far in it 
Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, sorry to interrupt yeah. you real quick, man. Just to, to throw a correction yeah. out there. I said CNET. It was actually Kim Zetter from Yahoo News that that reported the dry run mm-hmm. back in October 2018. Right. So my, my mistake on that. Oh, no, it's all good. Yeah, no, it's just such a, it's such a big thing. Um, I can really like talk about this like all day because it's like there's so many elements to it. And um, uh, and I know there's some things about the uh, what was it called? Like they had some MFA. I think some I think some part of some uh, Cisco MFA like duo systems they were using. Um, they had they were able to bypass it because they had, yep. you know, gain access to that mm-hmm. inside some of these networks. And it's just amazing because once you, you know, once somebody gets that far inside the network and they have, you know, whatever, they're, they're able to, if they're able to elevate their permissions inside the no- network, then they, they pretty much have like full reign and they can just, you know, do what they want. Um, no matter what the system is, even if it's, you know, MFA server, they, they have full access to this MFA server and they were able to like compromise credentials um, because they can, they can do whatever they want. They can retrieve the MFA tokens or whatever and modify them. Um, so that they can access these accounts and log in as whoever they want to. And it took a fair amount of investigation for them to figure that out, actually, because it looked legitimate. Yeah. When they first went in there and looked at it, it looked like legitimate, uh, like a legitimate action that was accomplished, right? And they were like, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. It didn't prompt for this, that, and the third, you know, as multi-factor authentication yeah. does. And yeah, they had to dig a little bit deeper to see, oh man, well, if this was corrupted here, you know what I mean? With the duo SID is what they called it. Um, that idea. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I know, I, I know, obviously, Microsoft was involved. There was some things with the emails. Um, and um, I think from what I've heard from some of the um, feedback from like Microsoft and them, that the, something to the fact that uh, none of their systems were particularly compromised. Like it wasn't like they hacked like Microsoft's systems themselves, but they, they got credentials with people that had access to Microsoft systems or had like email accounts and things like that. So they were able to like log in as a, you know, regular user going to the email and then access, you know, uh, whatever person's email, uh, email data, as well as like any other kind of like system that they had out there, maybe some, I don't know, SharePoint or whatever systems they had on their network, they were potentially able to get into that. As, as, as so, well as create some email accounts, right? That were legit in the right, domain. That's right. another thing, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you, yeah, once you get the, you know, once you get in that, you know, get past all those uh, barriers and you're inside the know, we can, and you have, you know, local rights, it's like anybody else, you can do pretty much whatever you want. Um, and uh, just kind of build off of whatever, like, access you have already and potentially inflect, you know, affect the, the entire network. So if you have something that's like, I don't know, if you get access like a domain controller or something that's like, you know, so that's authoritative in your network. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you just, you just have full reign of the, of the, of the infrastructure, but it's a, it's a, it's a concerning thing. I think, I don't know if somebody said that this was like one of the biggest hacks in, 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 in a very long time to ever like infiltrate, you know, us uh, networks. I don't think it's been anything in this scale in a long time. Yeah, I think they, they said it was the, uh, the the biggest breach in uh, in a decade, uh, just because of how, yeah. many, how wow. many different vectors they were able to uh, to use to infiltrate um, these systems. So Solarwind is the the biggest piece of this, right? With the uh, three hundred thousand customers 
uh, being vulnerable, they found out that, like you said, 18,000 uh, did have this sunburst um, backdoor that allowed them to basically um, uh, collect information on anything that the solar wind system touched. So all, all their infrastructure and any other node uh, on, but also um, what's coming out is some more of the FireEye um, tools that uh, that were uh, out there have been leveraged to, uh, like you said, uh, disrupt multi-factor authentication. So like that's basically they have the keys to the kingdom right there. Uh, as well as now they're seeing that VM also has uh, some vulnerabilities that they were using. Um, to basically get into these systems and and collect whatever information they wanted, so uh, it, it, full full scale invasion, and we won't know, like you said, yeah. for years. Like uh, right now, I think Shannon mentioned uh, the amount of work going into all the forensics. Right, they're saying right. that it's going to cost millions of dollars because uh, these people are working overtime. Uh, people are having to rebuild. Um, entire like security trusts, like because mm -hmm. if they're able to get in there and create email accounts, then you have to put that server down. You can't trust any of it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Like how much they they yeah. information they they could potentially have gotten. Um, so you have like you said the Department of Energy that controls the uh, the the nukes and what have you. They said that it was only the administrative side that was uh. Right. Yeah. Um, they didn't get the long good. codes. That's a good thing, right? They didn't get the long <laughs> codes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, but had they been in the yeah. system long enough, who God knows what they would have gotten or uh, exfiltrated um, data-wise. Um, so they, they pretty much touched every single important uh, government agency, and then all the all the big companies. So it's it's huge. And then. Uh, uh, you know, I heard that the uh, heard that the uh, people from Microsoft were doing some things where they were uh, they took control over a domain that was actually um, being being used by these hackers to uh, basically send back data from uh, the compromised network to say like it's like a check in a check in a pull data from this uh, URL to say. Hey, I need some information to tell me what to do now. Tell me what to connect to. Uh, so they're using this URL to kind of retrieve uh, uh, instructions. And so I heard that I think Microsoft took over this domain, and they have been using it as these devices, as these networks, ping, ping into this uh, URL to actually uh, identify who's been compromised and actually get in contact with these, these companies and infrastructures to to let them know that hey, we've we've identified that we have that you have some agent in your in your system that's trying to connect to this, this phony um, domain. And, uh, you know, we, we've identified it. We think that, you know, we should invest, you should uh, start to investigate your systems um, and prevent any further, further compromise. So I think that's actually, I think that was pretty, that was a pretty uh, cool thing. I think that was kind of interesting. I hadn't really heard of that, uh, that process before of uh, kind of like, like, you know, just kind of taking over that domain and just kind of uh, monitoring the, the connections uh, from these sites so that people can be uh, kind of informed of what to do next. Because imagine just being in your network and you're not even real, you don't even realize you've been affected by this. You're like, oh, I think everything's fine. I haven't, we haven't seen anything, uh, you know, in our network. And all of a sudden you get a, a call. Hey, guys, I think you need uh, to check your stuff. Uh, I think we noticed a little, little activity. And then you can 
you know, act act accordingly. Yeah, that is pretty cool. They're able to to leverage that. I mean, so I mean, the good part, I guess, of any breach that is not too damaging because we still don't know the extent of how much damage was caused, but is that you get a new um, set of tools under your own belt, right? So now they're able to reverse engineer what this uh, uh, state-funded actor um, was able to do and then learn from that and create new tools and, and new ways of, uh, of defending the network. So uh, this is, was one of the most sophisticated um, breaches, like I said, in the past decade, which is uh, funny because remember we, we talked about the, I think it was the COVID um, uh, attacks, like attacks on COVID research and on uh, scientists trying to trying to pull information and the, the nuances that were in that article, I believe it was last week, because um, like this this breach is so big, like it's it's taken over my uh, my memory of past events. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think what, what what we discussed was like Russia was doing more of the brute force attacks and and uh, uh, North Korea was doing more of the uh, sophisticated social network attacks. So in this case, if this is Russia, like they, they definitely have um, showed out, you know what I mean? Like like this was, was so so nuanced and so clever that um, I no one saw it coming. And we, we still like next week, we might have like a whole nother segment about some other breach that happened during this, this same time frame. Like we just don't know how long this will last. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like I mentioned too. I feel like, you know, it's going to be uh, something going on for a long time, and that they're going to have to like scrub every little every little nook and cranny, and they'll probably find some other systems that were compromised that were kind of like I don't know, chained off of this. Um, you know, depending on how how sophisticated these attackers were, they could they could, you know, they can have full reign, and they can have all kinds of little little backdoors that if they set up and modify some code somewhere that that uh, maybe like an average like system like security scanner cannot find without like knowing that like the, the details of like some of the, the inner workings of the code. So, right. so, so here's deal. the thing here though, right? So like even though we found it this time, right? When it comes to operating in the future, how much is this going to slow us down? Because now we can't just rely on okay, this site is secure, right? I, I go to this site. Um, and honestly, when it comes to DOD, that very seldom, I want to say, do you actually go to the commercial site itself? There's always a middleman, right? But even with right. that, like this went from the commercial site to the DOD's middleman to the systems that are out there in the wild, right? So now what's going to be the second and third check from this possibly, right? How, how much is this going to slow down patching operations when something comes comes up, right? When it comes to a zero day that needs to be like, there's no fix for or anything like that. How much longer are you going to have to wait to get that uh, complete because of this, right? So even yeah, though they may have, they may have right. fixed their supply chain, we, we may be a little gun shy after this. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like um, I was reading an a mm-hmm. article. I, I, I did not grab the, um, the URL for it, but uh, basically the gist of what they were saying was that um, this vulnerability wasn't necessarily a vulnerability. Like it, it was a vulnerability because they were able to, to get into the supply chain then install this um, uh, backdoor called Sunburst. However, when you use SolarWinds, at least uh, in some organizations, 
you disable your uh, security, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, your McAfee or your other type of host based your, your, your host security. based security system. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. You, you, you turn those off because wins as being a, uh, a threat because it's, a threat. it's yep. actively talking to devices, pinging devices. It can shut a device down. So typically you don't have two antiviruses, uh, on one system because they'll see each other as being viruses because they have virus definitions and things of that nature. So for you to wholeheartedly trust, uh, I don't want to keep bad bashing solar winds because it, it is dear to my heart right now as an infrastructure guy. <laughs> but a a monitoring system, it, it could be, it could have, it could have been a WhatsApp Go and Netpool could have been any of these other companies, right? Solar winds is just the biggest. Um, you have to have some trust in the system for it to to work properly. Like you have to trust that this monitoring system is is protected. And that when you are using it, it's keeping your uh, devices safe because you can't have multiple um, host-based security systems. This is not possible. Like SolarWinds will not be able to do its job. Um, so it, there has to be some faith in there. I don't know what they're going to do about it. I don't know how they're going to to go about. Um, maybe they create another protocol, but anything you create can easily be, um, well, not easily, but in this case can be used against you. It can always be weaponized. So I honestly don't know. And then on top of it, while we're we're fighting this fire, right? That um, that group of people are setting fire to a different building. So everybody's focuses on solar winds and multi-factor uh, authentication and, and VMware, right? And then now they're working on something else. So, so it's a continuous fight. Um, it's just the way of the yeah. future, right? That's why they, that's why there's such a, a high demand for uh, security professionals. That's why they say there's like a million of us uh, still still needed out the, the wild. So for those thinking about getting into IT or especially into cyber, I mean, this is this is your your, your opportunity. Like you're you're, you're about to be become very much needed, right? You're, you're about to be very yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you were more yeah. important than ever. Like, yeah. They're hitting the Department of Energy. It's like, mm, we need a bunch of really, really mm-hmm. um, brilliant people to uh, to see our vulnerabilities before the enemy finds them. Because whoever this this group is, uh, they're, they're pretty clever. Like, they, they did some stuff you've never seen before. Like, with FireEye, FireEye had caught the FBI. FBI caused FireEye. It's, it's going the opposite way. You know, that's how shook they were. And now you see it's blown up to being several different companies all being uh, vectors of attack. So, so yeah. scary stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting, like you, uh, what you mentioned about obviously restoring the faith and the, the confidence in this company to be able to uh, secure their the assets. It's going to take a, it's going to take quite a bit. I mean, you know, maybe some companies, uh, you know, I don't know, could potentially decide if they want to change who they're using for, um, for these services, but, same time it's it's like this kind of stuff can happen to like any company um and it's just a matter of i don't know a matter of what a what a hacker is willing to do and what's what's available to them to access and if uh maybe somebody doesn't pass something correctly or if it's something just you know if there's actually just a technical technical gap in in the service they're providing that doesn't doesn't stay secure as it should you know, somebody's going to get in it and it can, you know, it can affect pretty much any system. So it's uh, for them to, 
I don't know. It kind of reminds me when, what was it? Uh, I can't think of the uh, credit monitoring or credit. Uh, oh, Equi- Equifax, wasn't Euro it? That, yeah, Equifax. Equifax, yeah. Yeah, when they got hacked. Yeah. Everybody's like, you know, looking at Equifax. Like, what, what the heck? What are you guys doing? And, uh, and but I, I think I think with that case, they, I think they found that they were actually kind of complacent about a lot of things. But uh, nonetheless, you got to you have to do all this work to try to restore faith in your in your product make sure that people are confident that it's going to be protecting their network and uh i think a lot of things that a lot of times companies will make sure that they inform the customers of breaches like this to try to also like you know give them confidence that if they do find things they're going to let them know and that they're going to give them all the details to uh to kind of spell out what happened and what they're doing to correct it in the future um and i think that's something that companies can do and 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 uh and what what uh what this company has done to to try to restore that faith and and let people know that they are aware that this happened and and i don't know if you guys mentioned it earlier but i i think that they discovered this in part of the fire eye like the fact that they got the tools from fire eye i think when fire eye started doing investigating to why they how somebody got their tools they end up finding out you know things about this compromise yes. if i remember correctly um and that they kind of use that. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that like another breach kind of helped them identify, you know, this breach. And it's, um, yeah, I think they said something to the fact that if they did not have those tools taken from them, that they would, they potentially would not have known about this for a much longer period of time. So Blessing it's, a, it's, a, thing, it's right? definitely <laughs> concerning. Yeah. 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 It's pretty crazy. So, uh, I think this leads really well into patch notes. It's kind of ironic, though. Like, um, this is a very, very rare case where patching your system made you vulnerable, right? So, people should not be scared <laughs> to patch yeah. their systems. Like, that, right. that is the the protocol. Like, you need to patch your system to make sure that you catch vulnerabilities. Uh, this is again very rare. You pull the patch that was uh, actually a backdoor, um, but since then, I got I to gotta create like a patch note bumper or something like that. Um, so some, something that sounds cool, a little jingle, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah some, a little jingle. Catchy. But Orion totally wins, I think last week uh, or this week, push out a patch. Uh, it's 2020.2.1 HF2. I believe HF stands for hotfix. Yeah. Um, and that that is what they're pushing out Um to pass those wonderful systems. Um, so again, 300,000 customers, 18,000 had um, this back door and they pushed out a, a, a hotfix for it. Uh, VM has also pushed out a hotfix for, uh, for their um, vulnerability. And I believe um, there's been some MFA work done to, uh, to fix Duel's uh, issue as well. So patches, are, uh, please go get those. So that way you can, you can be safe. And if you, um, if you feel as though you may have been compromised, then I think that this holiday break is the time that you need to um, figure out what the, the scope of scale is um, because you may need to do a little bit of work to get them completely out of your system. Um, again, lots of stuff by Microsoft. Uh, I think it's called a sinkhole, right? When you, when you take a domain over or, or take a domain down. Um, so Microsoft's done their due diligence to make that happen and then they're also telling public, hey, um, you may have been, you know, affected in these ways. Um, 
and now Orion is pushing out the patch. So it's still up to you being the, uh, the technician, the security professional, or whatever in your company to uh, address the scope and scale you've affected and then patch, patch out the enemy, basically. Absolutely. So completely w- w- yeah. 180 from what we've been talking about, right? Because I, I have a feeling that we'll be talking about this next week, too, as more stuff rolls out. They, like, yeah. <laughs> they, they took over Teslas and Teslas. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, I know we talked about that a couple weeks ago. That's <laughs> that's like scary. Just imagine somebody's like automated driving uh, vehicle, just you know, just I don't know, flying off of some <laughs> some highway somewhere off a right. off a bridge or something. Like what the hell? Right. I, I guess a, a good segue uh, between the two would be uh, espionage, perhaps. Like uh, I read an article where somebody was saying this was an act of war from a a, a nation state. It's not an act of war. Um, like, mm-hmm. if there are kinetic effects, then obviously things will ramp up. But people have been spying on people since people had stuff to hide. So, yeah, for it's, sure. It's yeah. definitely not that, but it is espionage. And, uh... Hey, listeners, please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds, leave us constructive feedback, and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. Uh, I thought that this article um, that I found on, I want to say it was uh, Gizmodo, uh, entitled U.S. Schools Are Buying Phone Hacking Tech That the FBI Uses to Investigate Terrorists. So uh, your school district may be purchasing what they, uh, they call mobile device forensic tools or MDFTs to use on your kids' phones. So it was pretty creepy. I did not know this was a thing. Uh, and then we've been discussing our group as well. So basically, uh, what Gizmo did was they, they heard about this. Like they saw a school district purchase like a couple grand worth of uh, MDFT um, hardware, and then they started to look into um, school districts and their purchasing habits, and they found that large districts, uh, like in California, Texas, so on and so forth, are purchasing these, these devices that are able to, um, they're, they're not the, 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 the military-grade um, spec, but these are able to pull uh, data in the clear, so data is not encrypted, as well as they're able to uh, pull deleted files uh, in one such case, a student was asked for their phone. They gave the phone up uh, because the school believed the student and his, and his or her teacher were having an affair. Uh, they were able to pull some deleted texts where they kept saying, I love you, back and forth. And they were able to, um, to uh, mm. arrest and then, you know, obviously try this, uh, this teacher. So, I mean, that, that's a good thing, right? You got to... Uh, you know, a, a child got a predator, predator, got a predator yeah. off the streets, right? Yeah. But, but as right, uh, how got him? <laughs> how much? How much are you willing to give up for your? Uh, how much? How much freedom are you willing to give up for protection? <laughs> right. So, what? Uh, what they're finding out is, so your cell phone is protected by the Fourth Amendment. I think yes, yeah, the Fourth, right? Search and seizure. So yes, so your cell phone right. belongs to that as well. So if a, uh, if a police officer asks you for your phone, um. You don't have to unlock it for me. You're like, no, I, I refuse. Unless they have a, a warrant mm-hmm. from a, a judge has to issue a warrant for that cell phone. But that protection is not 
for the kids in school. Uh, there was a Supreme Court case. Let me make sure I get this right. New Jersey versus TLO. I did not research what TLO stood for, but basically the, they ruled that schools don't necessarily have to have a warrant to search the student's um, phone as long as officials have reasonable belief a student has broken the law or school policy and the search is not nece unnecessarily intrusive and reasonably related in scope. So they ask your kid for your phone and your kid is scared and gives them the phone. That's, they're good. They can pop it into the MDF, MDFT and they can start pulling pictures and whatnot. Um, what's scary about that, obviously, is an invasion of your kid's privacy, but um, you as a parent or guardian didn't, didn't con concede to this happening as well as anything they found on that phone that's incriminating can then be used against them. And um, when I read an article from one of the experts was kids do a lot of criminal stuff, like not truly bad, but things that are blurry misdemeanor types type things with the phone because A, they're kids and B, they, they may not know any better. Um, so they could be being incriminated by their school wrong. So what, what are your thoughts? So, so I, I had to look a little bit more into this, right? And so I think one of the reasons that they're coming, they're coming along and doing this. So do you guys know what stingrays are? So stingrays, the digital analyzer um, that, that, that kind of gets uh, cell signals and whatnot and could read stuff off the cell phone. So okay. L, L3 Harris okay. is actually stopping support for this. Um, or actually they stopped support for this. I think it was in June of this year. Um, so what it is, is that people can no longer use stingrays to kind of get some of this information they used to do. Um, and mostly it's law enforcement and military that were using them, but, um, and also the technology, the 5g technology that's coming out, uh, that, you know, everybody has to have the new 5g phones or whatever, um, uh, makes it harder to use with stingray or actually impossible to use stingrays. Stingrays can't, can't, uh, uh, what do you, what am I trying to say? Like invade that signal. So and can uh, intercept in, in, the uh, signal. Right, right, right. So this is kind of a workaround to that. So if you had a school that was using, or local police departments even that were using that, with five G coming along, it was going to be obsolete anyway, because L three Harris said they weren't supporting it, and it was going to be of no use to them. Right. So they got they got this device that can't do anything for them. So this is the route for them to go. This is the next step for them to go to try to make this happen. Um, so. Yeah, it, it's it's a little weird. Like, so with the school thing, so my thing, and, and Ryan, I think it was me and you that kind of went back and forth on this. Like, okay, I understand with like the Fourth Amendment and everything. And if you're on school grounds, you know, you, you don't have to, you, you don't have to uh, consent to the search. But then it becomes, okay, does a minor, like if you're going to do this on a child that's like 12, do they really know what they're giving up by doing this? Like, are they reading the rules to say, because I go to school, I could just give you this phone or whatever? Like, this is one of the things, I think lawyers are going to fight this out in court. Uh, you know, it's, it's the whole, what, is, what do they call it? Fruit of the poisonous tree. When you obtain something illegally, right? What's going to start right. happening for, for the lawyers, right. for these pedophiles, pretty much is what they are, that are out there, you know, uh, being predators to these students. Um, so it's going to be a little weird. I think we're going to see a little bit right. more of this coming out uh, because of that. Right. And uh, yeah. so my, my fear, uh, like, you know, I, I have kids who have phones and I don't think they're doing anything wrong with their phone. But um, kids kids are whatever um, adult tells them to, to do. So it's a, a resource, resource officer or the principal or somebody else and ask them for their phone. 
they're most likely going to give it up because they don't be in trouble, right? They're not going to call me right. first and say, hey, what do I do mm-hmm. in this situation? They're just going to give their phone up. Uh, right. And I think the, the the implications being that uh, kids, like, they're, they're, they're little, they're little adults. I mean, they're little, uh, little people. They, they have reason, function, but they don't always do what they're supposed to do. Um, so my fear is that kids taking pictures of, of themselves and of, of their friends or sending texts or not necessarily hate speech, but you know I mean? They're things that are, are on the, uh, the fence will get them, uh, suspended, expelled and potentially, uh, detention and things of that nature because they're, they're kids being kids with technology like they were doing it before they just obviously things are, are um, everything saved on your phone so yeah, so, yeah. you know what I mean like now now, now this is um, they, they there's receipts to to their to their wrongdoing and like when we were kids you, you would just get away with stuff um, and then you would learn later on as you grew up like oh yeah I'm not supposed to be doing that um, I, I think it's it's unfair as as well as I, I feel as though it may target certain groups as well because we always have to be careful of that so what school districts are buying us is it is it in the affluent um school districts in schools or is it in the um the underserved or underprivileged um districts and i didn't do enough research to find that out right but yeah. I, I lean towards it not being um in the schools where the parents have money to to sue the hell out of you you know what i mean like, <laughs> I don't well, think you would want that fight. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. uh, I would assume this, this will uh, yeah. target um, individuals who, who cannot fight back necessarily. Um, so yeah, I'm glad they, I'm, I'm glad they, they, they're catching you know pedophile stuff like that. Like, I don't want those in my school, obviously. Um, but if you're not finding texts from teachers, um, then you need to leave the rest of it alone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yes, but I don't know how that works with, I don't know how that works with law enforcement, right? Like when it comes to warrants, if the warrant is specifically looking for something, if they find something else, can they act on it? Like if they go into someone's house looking for drugs and they find guns that are illegally owned, can that be used against them, right? Like you didn't go in there looking for that. So can you say, I, okay, I found this in the course of the investigation? Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm obviously not uh, uh, law enforcement, but I think you can. I, I think um, in certain instances, like you, like you said, if you if you come in there looking for drugs, you don't find drugs, but you find illegal uh, firearms. I think they can uh, then use that against you. I think that that's. I don't. I don't think you necessarily have to only find the things that are on the the, the warrant. I think that you can. A crime is a crime, basically. But I, I think that a lawyer has ammunition to get things thrown out that weren't on, uh, weren't being suspected or weren't on warrant. But again, if you don't have the means to hire a um, a, a lawyer who's going to put in that type of time to get you out of it, then uh, I think you're just up creek. Mm, yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, so completely off topic, but. Uh, I I heard a story um, from from a, a, a police officer uh, in the past where he said that they got a guy at a gas station for a DUI. Like he 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 went in the gas station, he bought something, he came out stumbling. So they stopped him. They're like, "Hey, um, looks as though you're impaired, 
and then they administered the DUI test. Um, he failed it because he was drunk, but he had money. So when the uh, the case went to court, uh, they basically got him out because they said, how do you know he drove that car to the gas station? They're like, well, it's his vehicle, and he was at the gas station. They're like, yeah, but what if somebody dropped him off? They're like, well, why would somebody drop his car off, pump gas for him, and then walk away? And basically, like, the beer was good enough, it was so good. It was like, did you touch the hood of the car? Was the was the was the the hood still warm? You know I mean, like he had all these these small little details, and the cop was like, "Not do any of that." And he was like, "Well, basically, you don't know it was him," and he got away with it. But he was affluent; he had money, so he just went to jail. Right. Yeah. So I I would be fearful that, that something right. like that would happen to these kids too. I don't think like a public defender's not going to take the time, hours and hours, to figure out different ways of getting you out. They're just going to be like, "Well." You take this time, you know. Maybe it'd be less time than uh, if we fought it and lost. So, right, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's interesting too. Like uh, kind of like you mentioned before, some of the other things they'd find on people's phones. And I know kids, you know, nowadays and even back in the you know past in the olden days, people uh, uh, maybe download some some you know uh, some was like copyrighted material, some, you know, music or movies and things like that in the phone. And I don't know how, how that affects, I don't even know the laws and how kids get affected by that. If, you know, if they like analyze on the phone and they see a bunch of pirated uh, stuff, yeah, you know, Disney yeah. movies and all this kind of stuff, they download, yeah, pirated, yeah, pirated content that they got on their phone, music and, and, you know, albums and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how that, how that affects, like, would they have to report that too? Would they be like, would the kids be in investigation? Would it, would it, uh, affect like their parents or they're like i don't know how that, right. that, that would trickle and that's down the thing if they're minors to, do they uh, go after the uh, parents right do they say okay you're responsible for that right is it like a truancy thing? uh well yeah yeah when that when napster was a yeah thing, that's what i parents they're like yes yeah, it's, it's a minor but this is your your internet and metallica's out i think was it metallica or like like so yeah, I, think was, I, I think it was Metallica. It was one of those big rock bands. I remember that, or I don't know, ACDC or something like that. It was, it was one of the big ones. Yeah, but like I, I, right. you know, uh, single mother did not cause you a quarter million dollars in, in um, losses. In you losses. Know? Yeah. We, we got one album. They <laughs> charged me the twelve dollars. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So yeah, I, I honestly, right. you know, I'm just, I'm, I. I you know, I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're pontificating about the uh, the law. That's one thing. I, I'm, if it's not cyber law, I didn't see it in one of these textbooks. I have no clue. That's why I'm so cautious about it, because these it, these little little um, yeah freedoms we give up um, due to technology, and now the schools have an ability to to um, look at your unencrypted data and what have you. Uh, it's just scary. You know what I mean? Like kids kids are mm-hmm. like I don't want to call them dumb, but they're just they're their brains aren't developed enough to know like, oh, she sends me or he sends me a picture, uh, inappropriate picture of themselves. Like I now have child porn. You know what I mean? Even though I'm a child, because I have this picture, I have pornography. You know what I mean? And you get you could get the, the same adult would get, just rightfully so, if he if he or she had that material on their phone. Like you're, not, you're not protected just for being a minor. Mm-hmm. I can remember years ago there was a person that got in trouble. They took pictures of their own children. So like 
I don't know about you guys, but my family has several pictures of me in a bathtub as a baby, right? Right, um, right. Like, there was, there was somebody <laughs> years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen it. There, it's on the World Wide Web. But uh, it was years ago. Somebody got in trouble because, and, and this is how long ago it was, they got pictures developed of them taking pictures of their child in the bathtub, you know what I mean? And it was the person at the, the mm-hmm. film development place, I think, that turned them in. And even though it was pictures of their own child and they were like, no, this is innocent, you know, uh, I think they ended up, I think they ended up getting a little bit of time for that. I think if I remember correctly, and I was just like, wow, like how far are we really going to take this? No, mind you, nobody's going yeah. to a film development place now, right? This is how long ago that was. Nobody's right. now, right? It's just on your computer or right, whatever, right. you know what I mean? Or up into the cloud, right? But, but uh, yeah, it is, it is, yeah. it's one of those things like how far do you really take That's... that? Like, let's use a little bit of sense when we go to court for these things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a really good point. I mean, you're exactly right. It's just the fact that you know people would get in trouble for that nowadays. Or if, you know, if somebody caught you like taking pictures of your kid in the bathtub, you're like, hmm, what's going on here? Um, but it's like, uh, you know, obviously, and it, it and not to get too much into it, but it's like it's. I think it all is kind of like obviously dependent on you know scenario. It's not like you're taking over sexualized right, pictures. Yeah. You're just like, hey, it's my kid. You know, uh, like you know. His yeah. first, first, his or her first bath or something. I don't know, whatever. Like, uh, and you know, you're taking like a picture or video of them, like you know, playing in the bathtub. It's it's different from you know, you know, trying to to make something sexual out of it. Uh, you know, even though you may see, you know, you, you may see something there, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things that 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 people have to be careful of, and like it's some people kind of overreact to those kind of just. Uh, seemingly innocent like baby pictures that you never know what somebody else may take uh take offense to it and think that it's some sort of like uh yeah, child pornography or something like that child's but memory or you know what i'm saying uh, like the, yeah it's, it's crazy yeah yeah so right yeah, like i said it's that that foot in the door yeah it probably also goes in the speech as well like yeah if you're from your teacher that's a problem but what if you're dumb um speaking i i mean hate speech is not uh, so i i can't remember the terminology but like um hate hate speech is not protected speech or is it hate speech is protected speech i, I can't remember but obviously you should not be saying those things regardless but what if you know i mean kids mm-hmm. kids have no sense so they text each other back and forth like what if that could be considered a hate crime you know what i mean like it, the ramifications are, are all over the place it, yeah. it, but it's not it's not a hate crime until you act on it, right? So I think I think hate speech is protected. You just can't take any violent actions on it, right, or something like that. So, I, may be I wrong. don't know. Yeah. Like that, that's how you tell that we don't do that because we don't know the rules. Yeah, <laughs> people who do that, they know the rules. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, nah. yeah, I, right. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one either. But yeah. I, I, this was a crazy week. Like, I, like again, I, I think there's going to be more. More is going to come out. Um, yeah. Because if this is the stuff that they're advertising that was compromised and leaked prior to, to patching it out, then what's what are they not talking about? Um, so I think going into the new year, um, we're going to see a lot more information concerning um, whoever these these uh, state bad actors are and how much information um, they're able to to, to collect. 
there there will yeah. be things you just won't see right like because because yeah. they hit government entities like there are things that will be classified for 50 and oh, 75 yeah. years you know what i mean that you ain't gonna know right about, but, uh, you know gotta keep things kind of hush hush i want everybody to know what happened all the like the, the nitty-gritty details are like oh they access this particular system that had this this amount of data or this particular like customer's information yeah, it is it's a crazy world 2020 man 2020 is rough hopefully 2021 is all rainbows and butterflies and <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh before we get out of here that's right uh, i haven't checked in with uh uh our gaming experience Levon. like what, what are we playing that's right so on today's segment of what is Levon playing <laughs> we got it we've been playing uh a little bit of uh I've been mostly playing. I've been playing okay. Destiny uh, a lot. Destiny Two, just because I've been trying to. I actually, I actually took a break from it. It's one of those games you got to kind of grind. You kind of do the same thing over and over again and try to level up your characters and get get items and all this kind of stuff. So I've been playing that quite a bit. But at the same token, um, my wife surprised me, gave me a uh, early Christmas gift, got me uh, the new Miles Morales Spider Man uh, okay. video game for my PlayStation Five, and uh, I hopped on there for a little bit just to like. I just wanted to, to test the waters real quick before I like uh, fully commit because I still need to beat. I, I have like this list of games I need to get through, but uh, I just played like the first mission and I was you know pretty blown, blown away by a lot of the uh, presentations, like the just the the quality of the game and the and, and how they presented the action scenes and all that kind of stuff. And if you played like the first Spider-Man game, yeah. I think either Shannon or yourself were talking about that last week. Um, it's uh it's has like the same kind of like just. Um, you know, kind of top-notch like action scenes where they're, you know, flying across the town, uh, f- across the the city, and 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 trying to stop bad guys and all this kind of stuff. But it's uh, it's uh, it's really well put together so far, and I I'm gonna get into it. I want to beat Last of Us two first, uh, and I'm gonna get into uh, Spider-Man Miles, uh, Miles Morales uh, next. And I got a bunch of Xbox games I want to get through too. I I got like the Xbox Game Pass, so it has like a bunch of games that you can download in there. So I want to play some of these uh, some of these Yakuza games and uh, uh, some other stuff I downloaded. Even like Control, like the, there's a PC game, Xbox game called Control. Yeah. Uh, it's on PlayStation Two, I think. Uh, I want to get into that one. And um, one thing I wanted to mention, alongside of so Destiny, um, and I'm not sure if you guys have heard that recently they announced the name of the Space Force oh, yeah, uh, Guardians, like members. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be called Guardians. Yeah, Space Force Guardians. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was cool. I mean, it's uh, it's funny. It's, you know, not to get into like some some political rant or anything, but um, I think people have their their opinions about Space Force in general. But um, the name itself is kind of funny because it actually relates to Destiny, and they call the 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 the, the people that right. the characters that you play in that game called Guardians, um, and they. Are, you know, it's pretty much based in space. So people have kind of been relating that to like, oh, they're playing, they're using Destiny as like a uh, a staging ground for the for the this military um, <laughs> initiative. You know, using it to everybody's gonna be guardians, and then we're gonna be like, I don't know, like fighting aliens that, in, that in space and all this cool. kind of stuff. Like, like when I first just like it, I was like, yeah, that's just, pretty cool. Yeah. But I I gotta I gotta see I gotta see what they. Yeah, it's good. Eventually, the ranks gonna be though. Like, it's gonna be like Guardian First Class. You know what I mean? Master Guardian, Senior Master right. Guardian. Yeah, like <laughs> Colonel Guardian. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, I, I, 
<laughs> right. I, I definitely I know. Gotta check that out. Cause, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. I, I'd be interested to see how they do their the rank instruction. Um, but it's uh, it, it's kind of funny. I, it, I, and, and I never really understood. Um, I don't know the whole premise of like because I don't know. I, I thought the sp- space force or the the operations that they are going to be handled were kind of handled by the air force, but I don't know if they just want to kind of separate the the duties and make it more like isolated that only like. There's a, a dedicated branch, a dedicated section that's focused on space, and it's not like uh, you know a culmination of Air Force maintaining like our, I don't know, our airspace right. on on the planet Earth as well as right. our orbital yeah, airspace, uh, you know, space. Uh, I, I see where they're going with but, it. Uh, yeah. Like the the implications of the future are pretty cool to me um, because uh, at first I didn't I didn't like it. Right? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm an Air Force veteran, so I'm like, nah, man, just keep that where it's where it's been at. We don't, we don't need no other branches. Um, but then the more the more that they do, the more I'm starting to see that. Uh, yeah. Not to say that these things were put on the back burner; they just weren't the the primary goal. So to give it to somebody else and say, hey, listen, all these things that uh, we work either uh, laterally or we've been pushing back because we have more press. Um, and give it to somebody like this is going to be your primary job shows like they, they hit the ground running with it. Like um, uh, other countries already have space forces. So China has one, right. And China's already doing stuff with their space force. Uh, you have Russia. Yeah. So Russia um, demonstrated, I want to say five or six months ago, uh, they maneuvered a satellite close to another satellite that was decommissioned or not functioning properly. So another Russian satellite, like, so they moved the satellite next to a satellite and then they ejected something from that satellite and destroyed the inoperable satellite. So they literally have space weapons. Like it, it might not be that oh, wow. refined yet, but if you're, if your satellite can, can run yeah. up on me and <laughs> start shooting and we got you know what I mean? Like mm, there might be something there, <laughs> especially with you know, like we rely on GPS so much and things like that. Right, right. Um, but other countries are taking it more seriously than we were. Yeah, I think that this is a step in the right direction. I think we're, I think, I think this is this is a, a good move. Yeah, I hundred percent understand the need for like maintaining space, like uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know maintaining space, like just maintaining space and, and understanding and securing it and securing our devices that are in space. It's a hundred percent like a, a necessary uh, activity, and um, and I think just maybe sometimes the um, yeah uh, I'm trying not to get too political, but I think it's going to be like depending on the needs of, of the government and how they want to organize the 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 troops and to maintain the space it can all be dependent on what people think is the best best course of action. But uh, yeah, absolutely, I think it's hundred percent necessary. I'm sorry for that tangent. I just uh, I thought about it when we mentioned Guardians, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> Destiny and the Guardians, and, and now they got the Space Force Guardians, and um, pretty soon you'll be be able to control, uh, I don't know, control uh, 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 Guardians <laughs> from your your, your PlayStation controller, or Xbox controller, and and be able to like <laughs> maintain the Space Force. <laughs> they're just gonna have like a, they're gonna combine and use uh, um, and get some tips from the developers of the game to. The, the organizing space force like <laughs> infrastructure. No, I think that's cool. Like, but no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going on the tangent. Because uh, there was, I was going to add in a 
like this fire yeah. eye and, and all that stuff got so big i had an, an article about um russia that i was going to add where they they have oh man what's it called it's an, an anti-satellite weapon on on uh, on the ground you know they have like anti-tank and they have like air to air and surface to air and all that good stuff they have a surface to air uh missile that they can fire from the back of a truck that takes out low orbit satellites like the the kind of military uses and i was like oh man that's crazy like it's not necessarily cyber uh from the perspective of like they're not hacking right our satellites i hope they're not hacking our, our, our satellites but it's more like we lose a cyber ability because they can just blow it up like they're not <laughs> it's not it's not even uh finesse you know what i mean like this this whole breach is like showing like cunning finesse and whatnot but they just got they just got a rocket <laughs> you like gps well your gps is gone now <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've taken that out. <laughs> it's like your satellites enter the wrong neighborhood. I'm just yeah, gonna like take care of that real quick. Um, but all right, I, I like what we what yeah. we've been playing. Oh, I appreciate that. Get your Miles Morales song as soon as you get done with uh, the Last of Us. Let, let let me let me know how much we enjoy it. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. I have more information for you on the next uh, uh, <laughs> we'll, segment we'll make music of what's LeBron playing. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. can't, right. Can't actually, right. Be the Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Can't, yeah. can't, can't Shannon, what are you playing? You'd be playing the, the, That's right. uh, the CDK, the, uh, the Book of Knowledge. Is what you need yeah, to yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need to be getting on. I know. That's what I need to be getting on. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, I, I, study on. Show, man. I appreciate you um, you guys uh, coming in. I know holidays are hectic as well as work is hectic. Um, it's just 2020 in general is, is, is crazy. Um, but thank you for showing. Thank you for, uh, you know, always bringing your expert opinions. Uh, I also like to thank the, the patrons we don't have yet, but on the Patreon, if you want to hear this seven days early, like, so actually, before I do all that, I'm probably going to take a, a clip or a snippet from our uh, conversation because it's so timely. I'm probably going to push that out to the social media. It's just like a good two, three minutes just so people are like, oh, man, you're talking about something, you know, relevant to right now. I should probably join the Patreon. There so so yeah. I'm probably yeah. going to try that out for the first time. But yeah, right. uh, if if you're listening to this and you're not mm-hmm. a Patreon member, which there are none right now, uh, you get this seven days earlier completely ad free um as well as we'll have other content in the future but right now we're focused on on the uh the, the main objective right uh yeah join the patreon if uh if you're you're not in the patreon yet you just want to keep keep uh in touch with us we also have a twitter instagram or facebook all that good stuff uh everything's anchored by the website so go to www.theothersideofthefirewall.com and from there you can hit our patreon um, which is also called the other side of the firewall. Uh, you can join the, uh, or I should say, you can you can follow our Twitter. That's at on underscore firewall. Uh, the Facebook, which is also the other side of the firewall. The Instagram, which is the other side of the firewall, or I'm sorry, the other side of the FW uh, shorthand for firewall. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at security guy. And what about you, Levi? Uh, no, I think it's uh, uh, you. 
obviously you hit us up on those locations and, and ask some questions. If you want to hit, hit me up directly, just hit me up on uh, Twitter at, at LeVon Maynard, L-E-V-O-N Maynard. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys for listening. And thank you for uh, setting this up for us, Ryan and, and Shannon. Thanks for getting us uh, this, this platform to, to voice our uh, opinions and, and thoughts on these uh, cybersecurity uh, incidents. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Look, I have no, so, I have no social media, so – I'm, I'm, the fo- I'm the phobia of the group, right? Like, I'm the one that's like, nah, my business don't need to be out there. I'm good. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're so secure. Yeah, you, you, don't hack hack you don't have Facebook. You don't have any social media. I haven't got a footprint. You can't you hack me. You all live out in the woods. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm off the grid. No, I'm joking. I'm off the grid. I'm, I'm not that far <laughs> off the grid. Look, I, I would probably right, right. Without, my, without my internet and some type of streaming service, you know what I mean? I will, uh, but um, no, I, I mean, I, I don't have any any social media or anything like that. But yeah. I did want to wish uh, everyone out there that's listening, um, depending on when you are listening, it may be after the fact, but a happy holidays, whether it be Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it may be. Um, enjoy the holiday season. Uh, I know not, not so much with family, you know, nowadays, uh, yeah. Maybe it is, depending, you know, on how you do things. But we just want everybody to be safe. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah appreciate that. Same to All you. Right, Same to everybody. That concludes the show. Thank you for listening. Happy holidays. Hey, listeners. Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.